Ahí va Bota. Pelota para Eric Gutiérrez. Cae solo. El gol. Bota, gol. Hello and welcome to another special interview edition of the Colourful Kit Podcast Extra. Now, today, unfortunately, I do not have a head for a Liga Mekis team. However, I do have someone who was at the CONCACAF Champions League final. Very special guest joining me today is Luis Ayala. Luis, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good, Tom. Thanks for having me. And I guess I am kind of like a scout since I was there, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so, first of all, I've got to ask you, how was it? I mean, how was that game? That Such a big game, such a big win for Chivas. Talk to me, how was it? It was, um, it was insane. It was, um, I've been to like live boxing events. Um, but this was different, maybe because I've been at Chivista since I can remember. And um, going into the game, I wasn't that nervous. But I don't know. It was it was just being there, the fans, uh, everyone screaming. It was just a beautiful experience. Aside from the win, just being there in person was just beautiful. Have you been before? I've been once to... Uh, when they played in the Jalisco, but it was a long time. I was a kid. I really don't remember that much. So this is your first experience at the new stadium. And... Yeah, it was my first experience. Um, I got the tickets through a friend, and they were actually pretty amazing seats, uh, dead in the middle, center field, center midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with two other cousins, and yeah, it was just amazing. The the environment to hear to hear the whole stadium sing Cielito Lindo, it was it was amazing. It sounds fantastic. Um, how was it for the penalties? That's, that's what I really want to ask. Oh, like, oh my God, like for the pen, I'm, I might get nervous just thinking about it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, throughout the you know it's funny is because throughout the game I wasn't that nervous. I was watching the way Chivas was playing, and I I mean I felt throughout most of the game that we were playing better. Then somewhere around like the 80th minute, it kicked in that if Toronto scored one more, that we would need two. And once that kicked in, like I had to get up out of my seat and I had to stand up the rest of the game, like I couldn't take it. <laughs> then um, for the penalties, I was, I think I was like almost on my knees. <laughs> I was almost on my knees, like saying a prayer. And um, yeah, so the Chivas goes first and they make it. Then Giovinco makes it and Who's, who was second? Godinez was second, I think. He makes his, and then the player for Toronto misses. And when I jumped up to scream, I, I almost got lightheaded. I almost felt like I was about to pass out. Um, then when Michael, when it was Michael Bradley's turn to finally go up, I had a feeling, like the way he was walking up, it's like you kind of had a feeling he was going to miss, so I took out my phone to record it. And sure enough, he missed it. And the next like 10 minutes, I can barely remember what I even did. I remember running up and down the st- the the stairs but i can barely remember like who i like what i was saying to other people it was just insane aside from that i was drinking also <laughs> so you can just imagine <laughs> were you like jumping on people's backs and hugging was, people because we were on the bottom level and the level above us they kept throwing beer at least i hope it was beer <laughs> and i didn't care i was out there i didn't care what they were throwing on me i was just happy that we got the win There's... just being there in person it was amazing there seems to be an extraordinary amount of beer that goes wasted uh, at Mexican football matches by throwing it on people. I've, I've heard stories of, of the Azteca and things yeah, like that. Yeah. I don't know why people do it, but it's, I mean, in the heat of the moment, I could see why. Like, I remember I threw my hands up. I don't know. I don't remember if I was holding my drink in my hand. <laughs> like, you just don't. You, I guess you just kind of lose yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, um, it was it was a beautiful. And then afterwards, I did. I was able to go to the Minerva where they celebrated. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we were there to like three, four in the morning. The players were there. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, but it was just packed singing through the whole night. It was beautiful. Fantastic. Fantastic. And and made all the sweeter by the fact that it was Michael Bradley. <laughs> 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 Who missed it that was, final it, penalty. It, 
It was. It was. Uh, the fact that it was Michael Bradley, like after Donovan, I think he comes second as far as like the um, the player from the American national team that I hate the most. So that made it even way better. Yeah, I think I think many people will agree with you, uh, even the non Chivas fans. Yeah. Were you able to watch the game, or was it too late for you? I actually, I actually missed it, um, and. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame, but um, I think I would have been almost <laughs> as nervous as you, <laughs> to be honest. We probably remember about the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember, like, lapses through the game, and you just get too nervous sometimes, and you kind of forget what's going on. The time, before you before you know it, you look up, and it's like 40 minutes have gone by, and you're like, where did what happened? Where did mm. the time go? Mm. Yeah, there's many Ligia matches I remember like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to mention Ligia for, for Chile. Yeah, to oh, a team best fan. Uh, <laughs> We're not worried about that tournament, Tom. <laughs> We're no, just not. worried about the kings of CONCACAF. That's it. Absolutely. Although, on a side note, I, I am, I am going to be able to watch some, some, more, some of the Ligia games coming up, so I'm very excited for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just avoiding that whole tournament. I just uh, hope America doesn't win and I'll be happy. All right, well, let's avoid that tournament and um, let's stick with the Chivas focus. Today, we are just going to be talking Chivas. So, guys, if you're listening right now and you think, I cannot stand to listen to people talk about Chivas, then feel free to turn off. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> whether you're a Chivas fan or not, you will find uh, what we discuss interesting because I think this season has been interesting and coming up this summer is potentially one of the most important summers in recent history for Chivas. But before we go into that, let's talk about the season. And very simple question. You've failed to qualify for two league years, but you've won the CONCACAF Champions League. Is that a successful season? Man, that's such, that's such, like I see it asked on Twitter. And it's such a tough, tough question to answer. Because uh, you do want the Ligia success. You want to win more titles, but... I don't know. It's weird because I never cared about the CONCACAF tournament before. <laughs> but the, I think the, what made it sweet was the fact that Toronto was able to knock off the big teams. I think in the past, MLS teams have folded to the Liga MX teams. So I think that kind of took a little bit of the credibility away, whereas in Toronto and, and the Red Bulls were able to give some of that credibility back to the tournament. But in you, I mean, you have to say it's a disappointment. Back-to-back seasons not making it. I don't know. It's tough, tough. It's bittersweet right now. It's bittersweet. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think you make a, a good point about the credibility of the tournament. Certainly, in previous years when it's been a, an All-Liga Mekis affair in the final, it, it's just seemed like a Copa Mekis, really. You know? Like, right. Like a slightly bigger version of that. But Yeah, they, they were able to win it with, with bench players. Absolutely. This, this, Absolutely. Season, this tournament, this season, it just felt different with the way Toronto played. It did, and and obviously, the the way that you saw a lot of MLS fans uh, getting so excited about the fact they thought they were <laughs> going to win, they 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 see oh we're playing seventeenth place Chivas in the final, this is going to be the easy, greatest, the greatest MLS team ever. Exactly, exactly, and uh, you know I I saw some ridiculous ridiculous comments of of saying how you just just basically just writing off and rubbishing Chivas and right right and then I saw some I saw some of your comments on it which were pretty interesting you were saying that um they were able to get a lot of their goals like on very little shot attempts I think it was yeah yeah Toronto had the most I I I haven't looked in much of my life in many um in in this level of depth Uh, I haven't looked at this level of depth at football for that long but certainly it's the most ridiculous run to a final I've ever seen Uh, they they were averaging scoring like every two two and a half shots for most of the tournament which is just phenomenal yeah it's great when I when I watched them play against uh, I think it was America it seemed like every time Jovinko got the ball something was happening yeah, yeah, just give Javinko the ball, and he was basically like on one-on-one situations, and it just seems like every play was a deadly attack. Whenever he did get it, because America would have the ball, but yeah, they, and, they uh, would lose it. They rarely did, and um, I've I've managed to find the, find the stat here. So over the whole of the tournament, they got against against the Liga Mekis teams, uh, you know Tigres, America, Chivas, twenty-six shots on target, 
and they conceded 39 shots on target in all of those games, which Damn. is crazy. And, and the most unbelievable thing about it is that when they lost at home against Chivas, they had 10 shots on target. So they scored one goal in that game from 10 shots on target. And from the other five games, they had 16 shots on target and scored 10 times. You know, and that game might have been the one game where they, they flat out, I thought they outplayed us. That's, that's, out the, own, us. that's the only time when they outplayed a, yeah. a Liga Mekis team in the whole tournament. And it just they showed they lost. And, and yeah. that's why. It's, it's efficiency. I, yeah, I thought the finals were, were basically the same. And in Toronto, I felt they were better and they lost. And in Guadalajara, I felt we were better and we lost. Yeah, yeah. And certainly the, the stats back that up. But came down to penalties and um, you're obviously able to get it done. Yeah. So, not sure about this season. Um, so like you say, bittersweet. Pleased, pleased with, the, with the win, but not only missing out on the gear twice, but I mean, not even coming close, really, to, to be honest, being down at the bottom of the table. I, th- I thought we were close. I thought we were, I thought we were going to make a late run. I did not expect Almeida to put so many youngsters in those last three games or four games. Um, but I thought he was going to play for both tournaments. I was actually surprised that he didn't do it. I understood it, but I was surprised. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, he did, he did make changes towards the end of the season. Um, where do you point the blame for the disappointing league season? Is it Almeida? Is it is it the players? Is it certain players? I think it's I think it, over when I think about the first maybe 10 games which was what the most disappointing point, part of the season I felt it was the defense I felt we had we would have the ball we would control the game I mean on the one hand we couldn't score and on the other hand there there would always be a point in the game where sure enough we would give up that counterattack it'd be a mistake by Alanis or at the time it was Vasulto or Marin just sure enough there was a point in the game where they would give the goal up so I thought it was defense and, on the other hand, not being able to score also. That definitely hurt hurt us. I thought Almeida, I mean, I think he does a great job motivating the players. I don't know if I can solely put the blame on him or put much of the blame on him. I think a lot has to do with the players. They have to take responsibility. How big do you think the um, missing Polito was, was throughout the season? Obviously, he wasn't able to play much during the Liga Meki season due to injury. Oh, it's huge. I mean, if you look at Chivas, we're not even a team that has that kind of depth. I mean, Mexico itself doesn't have that kind of striker depth, let alone Chivas. I mean, throwing out Godinez, they tried Ronaldo, they tried everybody. And and Godinez had one or two maybe important goals, but for the most part, he didn't really score that much. So losing Pulido, your best striker, I mean, it definitely hurts. Not only that, but he contributes on defense as well. I, most of, I mean, in the Toronto game, in the second half, he was playing center mid, basically. Mm. He's um, he's really surprised he's me since he's come back to to Chivas because you know I, I'd only what, seen him a what bit. What part of his what part of his game surprised you? I think because I was surprised as well too. It's the work rate, the work rate that yeah. he shows. Um, yeah. You know he particularly because of the way he you know, he, he, when he was at Tigres, that was my first ever season watching Liga Mekis. So, uh-huh. you know, I can't say I learned too much about him because I was just learning about the league in general. Um, but with the way he left Tigres, he gained a reputation from that, didn't he? Right. And not a particularly positive one. He came across as, a, as a, you know, an unloyal person. So then to right. turn up to Chivas and, and suddenly display this phenomenal work rate, like you say, off the ball when they're out of possession, um, he, he puts in fantastic effort to try and help out defensively. And in possession, he, he's almost like a, a false nine at times because he's dropping deep to get the ball or he's moving out wide. He works phenomenally hard and, and that definitely surprised me. Yeah, the one thing that impressed me with Polido was, or I would say that the one thing that I can blame on Almeida was the fact that he would play Polido as a lone striker, and he has so many responsibilities. He would leave the box to help out on defense. He would try to create from the wings, and when we would finally attack, there'd be nobody in the box that that could put away the ball. I mean, I'm sure Chofi's put a lot of crosses in where nobody was there to finish him. Mm. They, they... 
that is a very interesting point and um, brings me to one well it, it leads into a lot of stuff I want to discuss really <laughs> Almeida let's you've mentioned there a tactical weakness of Almeida in general uh, you, well you've also mentioned how you think he's a fantastic motivator I agree I think his well it's not it's not an opinion to say that his record in knockout football has been absolutely phenomenal but in general in terms of having success over a long period of time do you think he is the right man i think he is the, i think he's the right coach for the team i think not just for who we have on the team but i think the players coming up i think he's given them a a, a style of play and that that when he does call up a youngster uh, they don't miss too much of a beat if the main components are there. Um, you even saw it in one game where he played with most of the youngsters. They were able to win and had good possession of the ball. So I think I made this the right coach. I th- and like you said, once he does get to the knockout tournaments, he's able to game plan specifically for each game. I saw him do it against Tigres. I saw him do it against Toronto. And... So that's one of the things that I really liked about him that most other Mexican coaches or Liga MX coaches really don't do. Mm. So I have to, I just want to come back and push you on the style aspect. Um, okay. When he first came in, I saw a distinct style. I saw what I describe as a toned down version of Tico's possession based, looking to win the ball back quickly and hold on to it, but a bit more direct than Tigres, who obviously recycle possession endlessly all day long. This season, I don't see that as much. Um, And certainly Chivas haven't been as dominant in terms of having possession this season. You know, I, this season, what I see the possession, I saw, didn't, wasn't there a point in the season where they had so much possession, like as opposed to every other team, but or most other teams, but the one thing Tigres and Tigres and Puebla have have dominated possession for much this season. Puebla because of the style they played uh, under Chiquis, and then and then Tigres obviously. Maybe the maybe the one difference this season. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's um, maybe what separates this season is just the lack of scoring ability. I feel like even the season that we, we did, that we did win La Liga. I feel like the difference between those games and like the tournaments, these tournaments where we were done bad, it's just scoring. Can we score? It's not being able to put the ball away. Mm. So I don't know. I don't. I, I still feel we're a possession-based team. Um, I don't. I don't yeah, see. Yeah, I think you are. I think you are. I think you haven't been as successful as doing it this season. Maybe, but, maybe this yeah. season we've been more dependent on Pizarro. Yeah. Than in the past, maybe we had much more. Maybe two seasons ago, Cisneros was playing well, Trophies was playing well, and this season it's really been we go as where Pizarro takes us. So, in terms of goals, this is where my criticism of Almeida has always been. I've seen this from from the word go, from the moment he, he came to Mexico, that. Uh, he can set up for a game very, very well. He can get his players motivated. He can tactically outwit the other manager. I think he did this phenomenally well in the final against Tigres last season, um, particularly with how he used Orbelin Pineda to to harass uh, Guido Pizarro in possession and, and yep. stop Tigres from playing their usual style through Pizarro. That, that was absolutely fantastic. But I always think he struggles when Chivas need a goal. And what I see is just he chucks on as many attackers as he can, just puts them on the pitch without any thought of exactly where they're going to be, how they're going to be used. And like a true plan? Yeah, I don't see a true plan. And, and the, the, perhaps the best example of this is the fact that Chivas often end up, if they need a goal, just putting a load of crosses in the box, despite the fact that there's no real, there's no real, real threat in the in the team yeah. in the Chivas team, right? And that is or the not, classic sign not of not for a header. I mean, yeah. Godinez is tall, but I don't know if you really haven't seen him score much from a header. No, and, and so. of course he's quite new to the team. Um, so you know, when you've got like 
if you're getting in the box guys like Pizarro and, and Polito and Chofis. And Chofis. Exactly. Hey, Chofis has won some headers. Maybe not in the box, but he's won some headers versus tall guys. Uh, <laughs> but that that would be my my right, main right. criticism of, of Almeida. Certainly it's it's when you need a goal. I don't see that plan from him. I just see I desperation. See a, I do see a lot of lack. I see a lot of lack of creativity. Maybe not so much from Almeida, but I feel like it's from the players themselves. I've seen a lot of uh, Cisneros when he would play up, up high up on the wing. Like a lack of creativity, just wanting to do the same move over and over and over. And maybe where Almeida is at fault is not recognizing it and leaving him in for so many games before finally so, taking him out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I see. I see a lot of lack of creativity. I wish Trophies would play a lot more than he does. That would be my other my other massive criticism. I I don't get it. I just don't get I, it. Hey, I don't get it either. Tom. <laughs> I don't see I don't see how other not just him. I don't see how the Mexican Jay, uh, Juan Carlos Osorio doesn't see it. Mm. I think I think he's just di- I think Chofis is different. Maybe he's um. I feel like a lot of his uh, through balls get lost in players that don't make the right runs or can't finish it. I just feel he's a different player that Mexico really doesn't have, and and Chivas should definitely benefit from using him. And they don't. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Uh, and you know, if if I'm a club in Europe, if I'm working for a club in Europe who are looking out around in Mexico for a player who's not going to cost a ridiculous fee like someone like Pizarro is going to cost a huge amount of money. I'm going straight for Chofis. He, he is phenomenal on, to the eye and I will, I'll tell you, and, and you know, you can question them and whatever, but statistically he is the most, probably he is the most impressive attacking midfield player Actually, except for Miller Bolaños, Miller Bolaños is is number one, but he is the second most impressive attacking midfield player in Liga Mekis statistically. Um, he he blows most other players out of the water, and clearly yeah, I mean, people are not looking at that. We got to pass these statistics on to to Almeida and to Osorio. I don't I don't get it either. We've talked about it. I talk about it with my brother. I've talked about it when I went on the Chivas and North. I don't get it. I don't get what they don't see. Since I've been calling for him to get the call-ups for like three years now. Like you see it instantly. As soon as he touches the ball, yeah. he's just different. Yeah. I, I still remember that first time I saw him play when, when he broke through and he scored a couple of goals. There was one against Monterrey. Um, I don't know if you remember this. It was a couple, would have been a couple of seasons ago. And I was just, I was sold, you know, instantly. And, and then... Matt. Everyone started to say, I just hear people saying, oh, yeah, but he, he did this a couple of years ago and then he had a bad attitude or he got injured. If this guy's got this talent, make, you know, make it work, make it happen. Uh, it's very you know, rare. He, and he, he came back this season too. I mean, he worked, he worked in the offseason. He lost the weight. Early on in the season, you'd see, you'd see that the, uh, how it benefited him. He would run back on defense to help out. Somewhere, I think he might have caught some, when he caught the injury, that's probably when Almeida's that's probably lost a little bit of the confidence in him. Um, but I think I think he's no doubt a starter on the team that should be playing if he's healthy, playing every game and yeah. almost the whole game. And and remember there was a time where Fierro was getting in the team ahead of him. <laughs> oh my god, don't bring <laughs> Hey, we won though. <laughs> we won that season when Fierro was starting. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand how. He is <laughs> But this is where the statistics don't match up sometimes what happens on the field <laughs> well no they do Fierro was awful but in spite of Fierro <laughs> being awful you won right <laughs> statistically yeah. Fierro was awful but yeah. one player uh, wasn't enough to, to ruin your chances hey man <laughs> Fierro he gives effort but like a lot of wingers he lacks that last attacking third. What he, to do with the ball? He just loses the know. ball at a phenomenal yeah. rate. Him like, and Jurgen Dam, to me, I don't know to you, but to me, they're so frustrating to watch. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think both, both players is a very, very good example. They're both phenomenally quick, right? So yep. uh, they play at the youth level. At the youth level, when you've got that pace, you'll stand out. 
you're right. gonna do well because you're not coming up against clever defenders. You're coming up against kids. You can get away with so much. Exactly. And, just on speed. Yeah. Yeah, and and that has two two impacts. One, people who aren't seeing the big picture necessarily will think you're amazing and then put you in the first team. And two, right. it, it means that you don't have to develop your skill as much because you can just right. use your pace to to win games. I, f I feel like in Mexico, there's a lot of um, there's a lack of the the mental part of the, of the game, the the tactics, the what to do, how to move without the ball. I, f I feel there's a lot missing in Mexican soccer with that. That's why when we say uh, is Almeida the right coach, in in my mind, I hope that whatever he's working with the first team, that it's being passed along down to the to the fuerzas básicas, and that those kids are learning. So by the time they do come up, they do understand a little bit more of how to play in that style mm. in that formation so i mean that's what i hope for when i say almeida is the right coach that is, is certainly the right the right approach for for a team to have that um synergy i guess you could say between all the the youth and and the first team and it's, like you say so so players can easily make that that step up right right so summer planning massive summer ahead you want Almeida oh to God. stay? Let's get to some of players, course. right? <laughs> you want to get to some of the rumors? Uh, let's let's do it. Rumors. Of course, the big news recently, and by this time this podcast goes out, I don't know. He may have gone. He may be staying. He may be in Europe. He may be in Monterrey. Rodolfo Pizarro. No, no, he has to stay on the team. I mean, if it's a move to Europe, I'll understand. But if it's the rumor to Monterrey, I, I don't see. They can give us Montes, they can give us someone else, and they can give us money, and I'm still not happy with it. I can we, I mean he's, I don't know what your statistics say, but to me he's so he's he's a player that's able to carry the team on his back. That like a player like Eric Gutierrez, he's a nice player, he's a good player, but. Pizarro has something about him that in those big games and those big moments he's able to do something different and I don't think I think Chivas needs that I don't see how we go to the Club World Cup without Pizarro unless he's in, in Europe somewhere then I'll understand it I personally think that Chofis could be that player for you um, you know I was, you know, I was thinking about, all right, if we did lose Pizarro, and there's a lot of the rumors I saw today is maybe a loan for Chicharito. In my head, I'm like, what better striker to partner with, with Chofis than Chicharito? A player that loves to get behind the defense. I, I would love to see how that partnership is. Mm. And, and Polito, right? I mean, if you could... And Polito, yeah, and Polito working behind can, him as well. Yeah, if you can fit the three into a, into a system, you've got Polito's work off the ball, make space... Chicharito right. is, is looking for those runs in behind, hitting the box, and Choffi's supplying the balls. That's potentially a outstanding trio right there. That It is. But even then, it's so hard for me to... There's When the game gets tight, I, I can just count on Pizarro. And he has the work rate also to run up and down the field, run nonstop. Yeah. He's such a good player. So what I, what I don't like about Pizarro is that I don't... I think he, I think he perhaps limits himself by working too hard, and because you can't do everything on the football pitch, no player can. Right. And right. Um, I think you see this sometimes a lot with with a player like Paul Pogba, who just tries to do absolutely everything, and, and then isn't as influential in the things that they're really strong at. And Pizarro, like you know, you see him working back and helping out cover the right back position and i'm like okay impressive work right but i, 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 I want you know i want you there for the counter attack right right i don't yeah, i still I mean, don't know what his best position is what do you think his best position is see i think his best position is um i think he's a true i think he can play a true box to box center man i think he can do it yeah i agree, I agree. um wait he's, he's shown he can't because he, yeah, he often does. He's shown he can do it. Um, I would say it's somewhere between a, a, a true center mid and an attacking mid. You know, it's funny because early on, early on in his career when he was still at Pachuca, I didn't see so much of those offensive skills that you see now. 
And I would always question when he would get the call-ups. And I'm like, even when Chivas got him, I kind of questioned it a bit. I'm like, we paid so much for him. Yeah. I would have rather had Eric Gutierrez. But, I mean, he's showed the, the been between this run and then the run in La Liga last time. What he can do with the ball at his feet, it's just so crucial to what to what the team needs. I'm so glad you, you said that, actually. I've, I've never heard anyone else say that. And I've um, constantly been living in re- in regret and, and disappointment in myself for uh, always thinking Diego Alonso why do you keep playing Pizarro as a number 10 he's not very good going forward he's not very good at dribbling and now I now he's to, one of the best dribblers to, in Liga Mekis I used to tweet that out every week <laughs> I, I didn't see it I didn't recognize it. I didn't see it in him yeah and he's, I mean, he's hes a special player now. Yeah. He's grown into a special player. I he, think he carries yeah. himself that way on the field as well. Absolutely. Um, I, I think the move to Chivas has, has been very good for him. And, and um, certainly... Do you think um, when you say when you say uh, what you don't like about him, say he runs up, don't you think that's part of what Almeida wants from him? Like you, yeah. he sees that in, in him, he sees it in Polido and Orbelin, their ability to run nonstop up and down the field. Yes, and that's something I don't like about Almeida's coaching. Um, I again, it's there's there's no there's a lack of structure, particularly right. this season. I, when you look at like the heat maps or the average positions of Chivas players, it's all over the place. There's no obvious right. formation there. Um, the red the Red Bulls game was the most the most probably obvious form of that how far back the whole team was there was no one willing to even just say hey I'm going to stay up here and try to win a ball and and hopefully start the counter up that way it was just eleven guys mm-hmm. sitting back and let's just hope we can defend and, and to be fair that can work in the odd game as it did right um, but yeah I think that. I actually so the rumor for Europe is is PSV right with with Pizarro. I think PSV and Ajax. I think that he might be going to PSV. I might be wrong here, but I think he might be going to PSV as a replacement for Chucky, as a direct replacement for what Chucky does. Yeah, I can see that. And I can see it. What do I do? Think, do you I, think Chivas tries to work out? Alone though, saying you buy him but loan us back, loan him back for six months. After the club World Cup, he's off. Potentially, but if PSV know they're going to lose Chucky, then right, they want their production right away. They want him straight away, and I think he can replace Chucky because I like, I really, really like him when he's coming from that sort of left inside forward position. He can take on opponents uh we know he's a fantastic dribbler he's got superb confidence on the ball and he gets himself into scoring positions his his goal scoring right. rate since moving to chivas has been very good yeah he has he, he does those same runs behind the defense that he's able to sneak right behind uh, i think yeah i think a move to europe would be great for him i mean his passing will increase i think and like you say a structure in mm. europe they don't play around with a f- yeah, you can float around all over the field they'll keep you in your position absolutely i think that'd be great for him absolutely um i think we can both agree that moving to monterey would be a pretty terrible thing i would be heartbroken <laughs> I, I i try not to even think about it uh i'm hoping these next couple of days it's just rumors like every other year we hear rumors come out but i mean they're pretty strong rumors though i've seen a lot of credible people tweet out but yeah. i feel like every yeah. year they tweet something out and it never happens i feel like trophies has been gone the last two summers i feel like we've gotten gutierrez the last two summers or america's gotten him so we'll see yeah gutierrez has moved about 17 times in the last couple of years yeah. right and now the rumors him to Chivas or to Ajax or to PS. Same thing. Same rumors going around. That's mm. true. It's true. Um, right. Let's move on from Pizarro and rest of the squad in the summer. Um, where do you... F- are there any players you think they've got to be gotten rid of? Are there any players that you're desperate to find, desperate to pick up? And... I guess position-wise, if, if there's no specific players, are there any specific positions you think we've got to go out? I think centre-back is number one. Well, I guess you could say goalie. Um, I don't know if... I don't know if... 
I don't know if I trust Jimenez if Conta does leave. Hmm. I mean, with all the rumors that he's that his price is just too high for Chivas to pay. Um, I don't know. I mean, we had the one game against Toronto. He played well. Uh, you kind of say he had the mistake on the goal. He played the he played the ball well with his feet, which I'm sure Almeida likes. Um, so maybe you could say goalie, but as far as on the pitch, I would say center back for sure, especially with Alanis leaving. I was mm. one of the many that criticized on Alanis the first half of the season. Uh, mental errors. He had the penalty. I think he missed the penalty. I think it was against Pumas. That would that would have gave him the win. Uh, but what I saw in this run, in this CONCACAF Champions run, he was very crucial in winning those headers against those tall players, against uh, Altador and the Red Bulls. He was very crucial in those games. So we're definitely going to miss him. So I would say center back is the main position that we have to find somebody. Because Basulto and Marin and Benjamin Galindo's son, they haven't shown it yet. They're not ready yet. Mm. Who is there? I would, me personally, I would love, I would love Cesar Montes if we could get him. I'm it's sure the obvious candidate. Monterrey, Monterrey would want Pizarro. <laughs> yeah. If we come call it, uh, uh, they say the Nestor Araujo, I'll take him. But if those are the two big names, if there was maybe like a, a slightly smaller name, which I still trust in him, is Iram Mir. I would like to say, I would like to have Iram Mir on Chivas. That's uh, an out there shout. I mean, he's been forgotten about for quite a while right yeah i want i've wanted him for a couple of seasons and i think he can still play I mean, if we can't get the big names i mean who knows where we where chios is financially there's just so much stuff going on in the news uh iran mir is a player um yeah i mean you want the big names obviously yeah but you know it's most likely not gonna happen what do you think about any other any other you know, lesser known options, maybe any younger players you reckon out there that you think could come into Chivas, develop and, and do well? A younger player? Um, I don't know. I was hoping maybe you could help me with a younger yeah, player. Yeah, I'll, th I'll throw a name at you. Eduardo Tercero, who played at Lobos this season. 22 years old. Uh, Lobos, okay. poor defensively uh, overall as a team, <laughs> right? I'm poor selling him to you. No, Lobos were poor defensively. Oh, oh, oh right? I saying he's poor. I was like, Tom, trying to no, do no. me. <laughs> Lobos were poor is defensively. He, does he play? Is he able to play on the ball well? Because I think that's very crucial. With, with what Almeida wants to do, especially teams kind of figured out, hey, let's press the defense. Yeah, they'll they'll make the mistakes and then we'll counter them from there. So I think whoever we do bring in has to be able to play with the ball. Has to be able to pass the ball, control the ball. So that's I, very crucial. I think you should definitely go out and try and get Tercero. Um he has he had he put up phenomenal statistics during the season um he was making as many tackles and interceptions as almost anyone else in the league his dual win rate was up in the 70% which is is phenomenal and you say about being good on the ball he I'm trying to remember this. I think at some point this season, he had completed all of his 12 dribble attempts. Really? And he ended up, I think it was like a 80 or 90% dribble success rate. And obviously, he's not making loads of dribbles. He's a centre-back. But it shows he is capable of bringing the ball out from defence. And like you say about if he's pressed, if you can dribble around that, then that's a really, really useful centre-back right. to have. Yeah, the one, um, another option, I guess you could say in-house, uh, is a left back, Alejandro Mayorga. Mm -hmm. I actually like him. I think he's really more of a center back. I think he can play left back, but against certain teams, I think you see the lack of speed running up and down the field. Mm. I think he's, I think he got exposed in some games. So I, and I, and I feel like he's played in, um, on the net when he's played in the youth national team that he has played at center back or maybe in Chivas, I can't recall. But I feel like he, he can make the switch, but obviously you want to bring in someone from the outside to compete because the guys, other guys I've named are not competing with him. Mayoga mm. is an interesting point, actually, just to back up your comment about seeing him as a center back rather than a, and then a left back. Uh, he played 126, uh, sorry, had 120, he had 126 ball possessions this season uh, in Liga Mekis when he played and he didn't, put in a single cross so that suggests a pretty defensive left back right right yeah that's that's what i try to tell some of the chivas fans they don't agree but 
I think he's more of a center back. Mm. Uh, anyone else you're thinking, I've got to get the axe this year? Do you think, if, if you're you not happy with been, them, Marine Basulto? I've been wanting to ask you about, because you, you tweet about him every week, and I really <laughs> don't watch much Nakaxa games, it's Alvarado. Ah, Alvarado, right? Alvarado. Yeah, Roberto Alvarado. Yeah, sign him if you can Man, afford him. Man, every week, I don't really watch Nakaxa games, but every week he's the name that pops up on my timeline on Twitter, every single week. So I'm intrigued to like find out more about him. Well, every week he's man of the match. <laughs> Pretty much. See, that's, yeah, right. He, what kind, what's, what's his style of play, if you could compare it to another player? Um, he, he's a dribbler. He's a, he's a winger. Um, like a, like, is he sort of like an Aquino? Yeah. Like a Pizarro? Yeah, I, th I think Aquino is, is a, good, a good shout. But he, he plays on the right normally for Nakaxa, although he, he did used to play on the left. Um, mm -hmm. He's, I believe, the youngest ever goal scorer or the youngest ever player in the Ascensor. Right. I, I don't understand why Pachuca let him go. It was a bizarre decision. They sold him or? Yeah, yeah. Nakaxa owned him. From what, from what I know, Nakaxa owned him. So you could probably get a decent price. But yeah, I think Chivas has to look not only to bring up their own youth talent, but they should be stealing all the youth talent from other teams. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Pachuca's done that in the past couple of seasons. They've done it with us. They've taken our talent. Yeah, Guzman. Yeah, so I think uh, him, Del Lopez. Um, what's the what's the kid from Morelia that they took? That they ended up playing him at. I, at right back also Eric Aguirre Eric, Eric, who, yeah, who, him, who now plays player. on the complete opposite side of the field at left wing because Diego right. Alonso's favourite thing to do is take a Mexican defensive player and turn them into an attacker Pizarro <laughs> Guzman Aguirre and somehow yeah. every time I think you are a complete idiot what are you doing and he turns out to be right <laughs> yeah so I think I think if this kid Alvarado is as good as everyone says I mean I think Chivas, being who they are, um, if they can get him out of, if even if he's reasonable at this point of his career, it's, hey, snatch him up, find a place for him on the team. Yeah, he's been in phenomenal form, and obviously you got to be careful not uh, to go too overboard with just a run of form. But he is also, he was also fantastic in the ascenso for Celaya when he was like seventeen. Mm -hmm. uh, so I. I I How really rate him. 18? I think he's 19 now. 18, 19. Honestly. And yeah, I, obviously Nakaxa aren't the biggest team, but I have been surprised personally with how little has been said about him. And, and I've been sort of pushing him because I haven't seen many other people talking about him. And I think he deserves, he deserves the credit. You know, I, th I think early on, I think early on in the season, it was just you. And as the weeks went on, I started seeing more and more people talk about this kid. More and more he started getting a little bit more attention. See, that's so I'm intrigued. Right I'm there. intrigued. That is, that is influence for you. That's. <laughs> I'll I'll definitely have to watch him next season. I don't know if I don't like I don't know what's going on with Chivas, who they're trying to go after. Um, you hear nothing but big names, but obviously that's not always going to be the case. There's mm. always going to be like last season when they brought in Gaia Sandoval. There's always going to be the the lesser names. So. I'm interested to see what they do this offseason. But the one big name I really, like we said earlier, is Chicharito. I want to see him play with someone like Chofis. I think Chofis deserves a striker like that. It's, I feel like they're a perfect match for each other. I think we'd all love to see Chicharito um, in Liga MX. Yeah. Certainly more than yep. we'd like to see him in MLS. Yeah, um, we got to compete. We got to compete. Interesting you mentioned Sandoval. I wanted to ask you about him. What do, what do you make of Sandoval so far? Sandoval, I thought he is... You know, when I watch him, I think of him as like a poor man's Aquino. Like a poor version of Aquino. Uh, there's times where you see, the, you see the speed, the hustle, his ability to get around players, but it's just not consistent. Aquino does it so much consistently. Sandoval, sometimes he doesn't make the right decisions with the ball it's just not there's not enough consistency there mm. his um his again he's another player who loses the ball way too much way <laughs> way way too much way too much yes um, and the deal which obviously sent Jalito 
to Santos is not looking like a particularly good one right now, I would argue. It's not. It's it's not. And I mean Michael Pettis I mean see but it's weird because you gotta think you gotta think if Gallito was still here. Would Gallito have been assigned on Jovinko and I think Michael Perry is a little bit faster, and he was able to bother him a little bit more. I don't know. Like I've been thinking about it's an that. interesting like, point, when I was yeah. watching. I was watching the Santos game the other day, and I, and his name popped. I was like, oh man, all season we've been asking for Gaito, but I wonder how he would have done if it would have been his responsibility to man mark Jovenko. Like Michael Perry did such a great job for ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I, I I do like Michael Perez as a player. I think he's a good player. He's not. Yeah, I like Michael Perez. It's not the same My level. Problem, but... My problem with Perez is sometimes he, he he stays too centered when we're on offense and they need help from him. He's just nowhere to be found. That's my only problem with Michael Perez. He doesn't contribute enough offensively. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think he has the, the capability to do so. I wonder if, if there's an instruction there mm-hmm. or if that's him being a, a cautious player himself, if that's a mentality thing. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Almeida says I want to push the outside guys all the way up, so let's keep you that's, as far back as possible. It's it's quite likely that that's yeah. we all know that he loves to push forward um, the fullbacks, unless it's Mayorga, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm interested to see who's going to be the right back next season if he does give it his the job back to Chapo, Brizuela. I'm interested to see how how that goes. Do you think Brizuela's a long term solution? I think he likes. I think what he likes about Brizuela is his ability to attack. Um, how can I say? It? It's like when he gets the ball further back, he has more space to run at players. Like he's there's a lot more space before he reaches a defender. Yeah, true. So he's a little bit shiftier around them, and he's able to get by them a little bit easier than when he is playing right wing and he's all the way up there already. I think he likes that momentum that Brizuela brings from the back. I mean, I don't know. Like, he can go back to Chapo, or he might just say, "I want to go as offensive as possible." <laughs> I don't know what Almeida is going to do. I do, you know, the one position I do hope they bring somebody in is for left back, because I don't think Adis is. Um, I don't think he's the answer anymore. I think he's slowed down a lot, and they got to find somebody else. He's definitely struggled this season. Definitely. Yeah, and everyone everyone says Mayorga, but I don't see it for Mayorga. Not as a left back. Not as the everyday left back. Who do you think then? I mean, there's there's plenty of decent quality left backs around um, in Mexico, right? Doesn't San- Santos has a good left back, right? A young player. Well, yeah. If you if you're looking young, um, yeah, uh, Arteaga is is their young left yeah. back who I've if you're looking with, with experience, the name is Torres Nilo. I mean, I would I would take Torres Nilo for sure. I think really I'd be surprised if Tigres let him go. Right. I think. Um, Luis Reyes. Oh, Luis, that's Atlas? another name. Would he come though? <laughs> that's a different thing. Uh, yeah, I guess there's, there's the... his, his hatred for Chivas might be too too big. True, true. There's a, there's yeah, a potential issue. I got there. there. I got there. I got to Mexico like a day after the Clasico, the Chivas versus mm. uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Atlas Clasico, and you could feel it in the city like how much Atlas fans hate Chivas. So, like, I always wonder like like when people would say um, like Guardado would come would play for America, but he wouldn't play for Chivas. I'm like, how is it? Because here, like, I don't hate Atlas that much. Mm. I don't know that many Atlas fans, so I don't really hate them like that. Um, but to see it there, like, I could see why a player from Atlas wouldn't want to play for Chivas. It's uh, definitely a real city rivalry, isn't it? Whereas, yeah. obviously, And I think Chivas in America the city, is... it's felt a lot more. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So, I mean, I would, I would definitely take him. I just don't know if he would come. That is interesting. Uh, RTR guys are very good shout though. Very good shout. Yeah, that's that's the one position. Uh, left back and centre back, I think, are the most crucial positions. Left back and centre back. And if the finances aren't too strong, is it is it just a case of you get rid of Pizarro and and then there's money to spend, or is there anyone else you think you can you can ship off and make a bit of money from? <sighs> You know, I've I've thought about I've thought about maybe Orbelin Orbelin Pineda, mm-hmm. but a part of me is like he's still young. What if he's able? What if he's able to regain his form? Um, so maybe Orbelin, I'd be okay with letting go. Um, but I'm most I'm like he's he's young still. He hustles a lot. He runs tirelessly up and down the field. And he had such um, a good first season for you. 
Yeah, he had such a good. So, like, it'd be hard for me to let go. But I think if there's one player that is of name and of value, it'd probably be Orbelin. Okay. All right. Um. Finally, I'm just going to finish up. I want to get a bit of insight from you on some players that I haven't watched much because I haven't been able to recently. And that's some of the young players that, that have come through. You know, you mentioned before that a lot of the young, youngsters got some, some game time with Almeida making rotations, resting players for those big Champions League games. Out of that crop of youngsters, some of the names you've mentioned already, who do you think, you know, is ready and should be part of the first team next year? And who do you think maybe get him out on loan or keep him in, in, the, in the youth team? You know, um, it's funny enough, we just mentioned Orbelin as a center midfielder is um, Alan Cervantes. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he's a center mid slash defensive mid. Um, but I've, every time I've seen him play, and I've even seen him for the youth national team, he's just so comfortable on the ball. He knows he knows what to do before he gets the ball, where he's going to go. So by the time he receives it, he knows where to move the ball. Uh, to me, he's the, mo- he's the most ready player from the from the young guys him and Mayorga I mean Mayorga he has I don't really see him as a left back but he's shown the ability to play it um some of the other youngsters Godinez I don't know how you feel about Godinez if you've watched him play much I, but to be honest I haven't I'm, seen him enough I'm not too sold on him <laughs> like I'm not like in the final against Toronto he came out in the second half and he completely changed the game with his ability to win the ball and retain possession. But at the end of the day, he's a tall striker, and Bolido is the one who runs outside the box, so we need someone in the middle. Mm. And he hasn't shown that ability. So I don't know if he's the answer. I'm sure they like his height and his ability to hold on to the ball, but as a number nine, I don't think he's the answer either. Uh, who's another youngster that played? What about Ronaldo? See, Ren- I thought... I liked Ronaldo when he played. He wasn't scoring, but he was uh, he was given the assist early on in the season. I'm surprised they were so quick to try go somewhere else, go with something new. Mm. Um, I was... wanted to see more of him for sure early. And even when Godinez was playing, I was like, why isn't Ronaldo playing? I want to see Ronaldo play. He was only given 431 minutes in the whole. Of yeah, the and Liga he might have had like season. two or three, like two assists on those. Um, maybe because he didn't score, and at the end of the day, he's a striker. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, uh, maybe, maybe Almeida had a bit more faith in someone that he's known for longer. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah, you know, and Godinez, Godinez scored in. He scored against America, and I think that bought him a few games. Yeah, it would. Do. Scoring in the Clasico, and then he ended up scoring. I want to say it was against Seattle, against the Sounders, and that went ahead mm-hmm. and bought him more time. So I think Godinez kind of got a little bit lucky there, but. But I definitely want to see Ronaldo play. I want to. I think he's more fit to play with Bolido up front. Okay. Uh, what about Macias? Uh, there's two Macias, right? Uh, yeah, the the striker. Um, Jose Macias is the the striker, right? Yeah. So I know he's a kid that's been hyped up a lot by the media and people that have seen him play at the youth level. But with the first team, I haven't seen the hype at all. I've seen it. I've seen the hype more. I've seen a little bit more from the other Macias. I think it's Oscar. Oscar Macias, yeah. yeah. I've seen a little bit better stuff from him than I have from the striker Macias. Now, I know he's the one that, even when he's on the national team with the youth level, he, he has more of the hype. But, I mean, I just haven't seen it yet. So I can't really rely on him. Mm. Well, it's difficult with all of these players because they've all been given little bits of game time, haven't they? They've all had a couple of games here and there and and we haven't seen enough of any of them really to be able to properly say, yes, they're ready, yes, they're good, or no, they're not. Uh, but yeah. it will certainly be interesting in terms of the squad building next season to see if Chivas go out and buy lots or if we will just see this crop of youngsters or some of these youngsters entering the first team and and that will be the plan rather than going out and signing players i reckon they will sign players because i think the fan base demands it but you gotta pray you got you gotta pray for chicharito tonight before you go to bed (laughs) (laughs) pray for chicharito (laughs) 
Oh, we got Saldivar still too on the team. I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. He's coming back from injury, so we'll we'll see. Indeed, um, a player who, yeah, I, again, I don't think he he and Polito work. Yeah, I don't think so either. Mm. I don't. I would like to see a pure striker, which is Chicharito. I don't know if there's many in Liga MX like him that we could say there's a poor version of him, <laughs> but. That's who I want. Peralta? Sure. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I don't even think America fans want him right now. Yeah, to be fair, he's been yeah. out of form. And... I mean, he's up there in age already. I don't think they even want him on the field anymore. Well, Henry Martin, <laughs> I guess, uh, is, is the only he, other guy. He, you know what? He made a decision. He chose America. He's dead to me now. I don't want him. <laughs> I wanted him before, and now I don't want him at all. Well, Ronaldo is meant to be the guy. You know, he's he's the guy who got the goals at the youth level for right. many, many years. He's been top scorer at youth level, so he's meant to be the guy. Um, he didn't get too much time last season. Maybe next season, uh, if you if Almeida places a bit more faith in him, we will see him becoming the player that he was supposed to be. Yeah, well, if you if you if Chivas is going to be successful, Almeida is going to have to find one of those guys. One of those guys is going to have to step up. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, a fantastic chat. I think we've we've covered Chivas in great depth. Is there anything else you want to add, or any other questions no. you want to ask? No, I just um, if Vergara and Igara's listening, please don't sell Pizarro. Uh, we'll start a GoFundMe if we have to to pay the wages. <laughs> Uh, just don't do it, Vergara. Please don't do it. Don't break our heart like this. See, I want to start a GoFundMe or something like that. I saw that. To, I saw that to buy the 18th place in Liga Mekis next season, I think. Hey, I think I think we can do it. I think we can get creative with with uh, running a team. <laughs> so I, I think we can pull it off if people were willing and committed enough. Yeah, we just like what is it, six and a half million dollars? Yeah, if everyone just donates their their paycheck for the week. Yeah, we just need <laughs> just need a few hundred thousand, yeah, maybe Liga a million. Max, the Liga Max English community, we're starting to grow. Yeah, we got to show our firepower. <laughs> <laughs> we're perhaps not there quite yet. Maybe we should buy like a you know set up a, a team in team? Uh, maybe a bit lower. I'm <laughs> not sure we can yeah. afford a set so. Yeah, yeah, like a third division team, and then we work our way up. I agree with it. Yeah, coach it. If only there were promotion and relegation, so that we could work our way up, right? Oh my God, <laughs> that's a whole other issue. I don't know what's going on in Mexico. It's, I don't know. It's that's that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I I can't that's, believe I can't believe even for Mexico standards, it's it's a joke. Like, hey, let's increase the league to twenty teams next season. We might have seventeen. Yeah, like how much there's a how lot dumb. of like, how dumb is decent sized cities there's a lot of decent sized cities in Mexico and they have their teams and they have their fan base and to deprive them of the a bit of the opportunity is just ridiculous and they put some arbitrary rule about stadium size oh my god they're Which, so corrupt and they talk about corruption yeah uh, and within the same season you know you're not yeah. you're not even saying oh we're going to do this in a few years so you know, just just put, we we just want you to put a bit of money into improving your facilities. So we'll give you a few years to do it. Nope, it's this season. That's it. Can't get promoted. Now. It just gets worse, and it's not going to change, Tom. It's not going to change. No, uh, I agree. That's the sad part about it. That is the sad part about it. But we will try to just enjoy what we see, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is the football on the pitch. Hey, at least Chivas is in first division right now. That's all that matters <laughs> to me and to the many fans. No threat of relegation coming up. R- right. They were fun days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Luis, uh, let's end things there. Thank you very, very much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to chat to you. Um, really fun chat about Chivas. Great to have your insight, uh, especially about your amazing trip to Guadalajara. And... Um, yeah, uh, where can people find you on Twitter if they don't follow you already? Uh, yeah, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Uh, you guys can find me on... I'm on Twitter all day long talking Chivas, <laughs> talking talking smack about Chivas. Uh, you can find me, the Twitter handle is... It's you already know. It's spelled a certain way. I'm sure, Tom, I'm sure you'll put it in 
when you tweet it out. I will. Um, I will. You guys can find me out there. I made a sad video about Pizarro leaving us. <laughs> uh, that's getting that's that's gone pretty viral right now. So, I'm 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 on Twitter. You guys can find me on Twitter. All right. Yeah. I, if if you haven't seen the link uh, and you want to spell out his tag or handle, that's what they call them. It's at U A L R E E D Y K N O. And right now, yeah, the Pizarro video's got a, over 100 retweets and over 300 likes. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it's, that. I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't seen it? It's, no, I haven't seen I got, it. Eight thousand views. Making it. I got sad making it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, All right, Tom. Thanks a lot once again. Uh, and if you don't follow me, of course you can follow me at tomh underscore thirty six, and you can follow at the colourful kit to keep up with the colourful kit podcast, my podcast, and Chivas Del Norte, which you may find Luis on at times. Um, yeah, so, you might find me on there. <laughs> yeah all that's left for me to say is thank you very much for listening and i will catch you next time where who knows i might have another special guest joining me for a chat